Swanson to first. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And Lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Here we are arriving at your destination. Episode number 88. Of for future considerations, we've recovered from birthday weeks, the Grey Cup, and almost all of them are still intact. We're missing the guy. I don't know where he is, <laughs> but Matt, I'm here. John's here. Manny is TBD at this point. <laughs> he may be in another country. We're not sure. Yeah, and this could be like an extrication. Uh, this could be a hostage situation. Um, he may have gone voluntarily just to, to, to get away from it all. Um, but we're not exactly sure how he did send a picture of today's newspaper, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> beside him, uh, with, he did have a bit of a, of a hood on, which I thought was strange for, for being in such a warm climate, but it does appear all as well. Seems like he's being very well taken care of by the concierge. <laughs> That's right. The newspaper was in a language we didn't recognize, but, you know, I'm sure it's yeah. fine. Oh, yeah. He'll write. You know him. The flair for the dramatic, Armani. <laughs> <laughs> can't, just, uh, can't just be going out of town, just visiting family. Oh, no, no. He's got to be... <laughs> he's he's got to be kidnapped and, and pulled within an inch of his life. <laughs> And they'll somehow make friends with the guys. That's they may right. be on. They may be on a future episode. We may have... <laughs> They're doing shots right now. Yeah. <laughs> come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> He's not handy. He can't really do anything for these guys. <laughs> Let's be friends. Let's talk about soccer. Everyone likes soccer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before you know it he's got them locked up <laughs> wait a second how did this see you boys well Manny is on vacation he is in uh he's in cuba right now with his lovely bride uh so we miss him dearly and uh still like the gamers we are show up and push through John and I will uh, will cover a lot. We're going to do something a little bit different today, so it's going to be a lot of fun. That's right. Here we are, down a man, still still doing it, playing uh, extra minutes. That's right. Next man up. That's all it is. That's right. That's all it is. Keys to playoff success. Unlike the Hamilton Tiger Cats, <laughs> we have the keys to playoff success. <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch the Grey Cup? Did you see any of it? Most of it? All of it? Yeah, I watched all of it, and uh, the first half I thought was terrible. Good, <laughs> the, yep. The third quarter got a little better, and then what a finish. Another second and 18, Mazzoli. Oh, nearly intercepted, and it ends! And it's over! They waited an extra year, and even regulation wasn't enough for Winnipeg. But they finally got it done. The Blue Bombers were the best before the CFL was put on hold. And the Blue Bombers are the best now. Back-to-back Winnipeg, Grey Cup champions, 2021. 
Yeah, I mean, I got one text from you during the day of the Grey Cup, and you know, I assume Rashad's all super excited. It's the Grey Cup. How, how great is this going to be? The the one message I get, and I'll leave out one of the words in the message, but it says this game is a blanking snore. <laughs> He later on indicates that it's been a blank game, but we're going to overtime. (laughs) So you can tell the whirlwind of emotions for for John. And then, yeah, what a finish. Interception right at the end there. Uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers back-to-back CFL champions over Hamilton. And a lot of it was made of how the Hamilton fans didn't really hang around long when they were presenting the uh, the trophy and also the post-game award that they cleared out of that place fast. Yeah, I, I get there's some there's some pretty hard feelings there. That's a good question, actually. I've never been in that scenario before. I don't think any of us, of us have. If you're, let's say, in Vancouver, it's Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Finals, and they lose and the Stanley Cup comes out, and they present it to the opposing team. Are you sticking around to see the Stanley Cup? Oh, yeah. That's a tough one. I think it, it depends. It is tough, eh? It depends how bad you hate the other team. Like, if it's the Boston Bruins, I am out the door. Yeah. <laughs> There's no yeah. way. <laughs> you might have actually found a way to get underneath this, the bowels of the stadium <laughs> and steal the Stanley Cup yourself. That's right. If Vancouver is not going to win this for me, I will take it myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'll meet you outside when we start the riot. Yeah. <laughs> You're throwing the first Molotov cocktail if that ever happens again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would. Like, it would be, it's obviously, it's great to see. I mean, you obviously paid a ton of money to get to that game if that's the scenario that you're in. The Stanley Cup in the building, I, I'd probably stay, but... How can you really even enjoy that? Yeah. Well, I think for you, your team's won a couple of cups in your lifetime, so that makes it easier for you. Yeah, I always (laughs) found it interesting, too, because those two years, the Wings and Penguins went back-to-back. The Wings won theirs in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh won theirs in Detroit. So I I always thought that was funny that, you know, like the Red Wings had won the Stanley Cup the year before. The next year, you're there trying to win back-to-back championships, Marc-Andre Fleury makes that huge save at the end. And then you got to watch Sidney Crosby lift the Stanley Cup at Joe Louis Arena. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be sticking around for that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that would be tough. Like, if I think back to the 80s and 90s with uh, the Calgary Flames, if Theron Fleury is lifting the the Stanley Cup in Vancouver, that would be tough. (laughs) Yeah, that, I don't know. I don't, I... I say I don't, I I wouldn't, but I'm I'm sure I'd stay and watch the the whole <laughs> pageantry of it. But the second it goes up, we're we're out. See you, <laughs> see you later. We're not we're not we're not extending this any much longer than we need to. Again. That's right. <laughs> well, we want to give a shout out to uh, everyone who chimed in on social media about the Grey Cup. Voice their opinions on our Facebook page as well. It was busy. The Facebook page was humming on CFL Grey Cup Sunday. I didn't realize that there was that many. CFL fans out there that that listen to the pod or follow the pod and and love the CFL. See, I'm not surprised. I tell you guys all the time, it's the greatest game. It's the best version of football that there is. Soccer or four down football, the CFL is better than both of them combined. 
God puts it over soccer now. Oh my god, I gotta make a note of this. Timestamp this one. Rashad says CFL better than soccer. Wow. If this downloads to Manny's device in Cuba, he's gonna lose it when he hears oh this. Oh my god. <laughs> He's going to break out of whatever prison he's in just to come and wring your neck. <laughs> he's going to ask, guys, I, I know I don't have long. Well, I got one wish. Next Tuesday, I want to be. Uh, I want to get some solid internet. I want to be on the show when we record it so it comes out so I can talk to John. <laughs> <laughs> he is dedicated like that. He would oh, do that. my God. That's funny. Well, we also want to send out uh, uh, congratulations to Will Cooley of the Windsor Spitfires, who makes Team Canada, the world junior team. We had him on the OT a couple of weeks ago. You see good, see what happens when you get on, yeah. on the OT? I mean, Tony Ferrari, who, uh, not to uh, spoil anything, going to be joining us again soon. He gets promoted. He goes to the Hockey News. Will Cooley makes the World Juniors. I mean, things happen. Mike Fuda comes on here. He's now with Carolina. I mean, we're we're just getting people promoted here, Rashad. We're, That's we're right. Doing the, we're doing the, the business. Yeah, the future considerations bump. Yeah, this is like, everybody's kind of like, this is going to be like the Tonight Show. Like, I think, <laughs> you know what, uh, what everybody yeah. says? You know you made it when you were on the Tonight Show. This uh, this is becoming what that, that podcast in the podcast kingdom, the, the for, for future considerations bump, like you said. That's right. We're like the Johnny Carson of uh, of podcasts. Really. We really are. Who's the guy? What's the guy's name that uh, was uh, Conan O'Brien's sidekick? Oh, uh, Andy Richter. Andy Richter. Yeah, yeah. I can be the Andy Richter. <laughs> you can be Conan and, uh, and Manny can lead the band. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so go back, take a listen. He was on the OT a couple weeks ago. Um, listen to that interview. Uh, that's as he was prepping for camp. Obviously went pretty well for him. He's going to be playing with Team Canada, the World Juniors. That's right. And let us know what you think as you listen. You can drop us a comment or a rating on whatever platform you listen on. And if you give us a rating of uh, three or lower, you can stop listening. We, we don't need you. Yeah, that's fine. It's, yeah. uh, it's time to, to trim the fat. We, we don't need that. <laughs> Kind of a <laughs> negative attitude in our lives. We're on the up and up. We're we're breaking careers here. That's right. <laughs> so you can find for future considerations anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And don't forget, the show is basically driven by you guys. I mean, if there is something that you want to talk about, something obviously stupid that we're going to say at some point uh, in the show, um, that disagree with it, if you've got a suggestion for Pump It or Dump It, let us know. You can send us an email uh, for future considerations at gmail.com. That's right, and you can also send us a message through our social media accounts where you can also follow some great content. Manny, when he's not in, actually, even when he is in Cuba, <laughs> posts a ton of great content. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook at Four Future Considerations. So we don't have Manny here today, uh, which means the show is actually going to make sense, which will be nice, and we're not <laughs> going to just have somebody saying something for the sake of saying something, like John Rashad saying the CFL is better than soccer. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. That's right. So we have created an all-time sports movies bracket. So you can find the bracket on all of our social media channels. And Matt and I are going to go through round by round right now to determine the best sports movie of all time. 
Yeah, so uh, when you uh, when you hop on Twitter um, you can follow Podcast FFC, we're going to put the bracket out. So we'll do it probably, I don't know how this works, Rashad. We're going to do the first round like in one day, and then we'll see what results we have. And then the next day we'll do the winners of each, and we'll kind of create it based on, uh, on on you guys. And then if you, uh, you know, we'll see where, uh, where you are and, and what we missed, uh, which one's you can't believe that we picked over another one. We'll just have some fun with it. So we made it simple. We just went with the big four. We went with hockey, movies, baseball, basketball, football. So Rashad, we couldn't put cool runnings in, uh, which I know is an all-time favorite for you. Um, okay. We can do that the second time we, we do this for sure um, when we do those debates. So we'll we'll get into everything. I know Manny would be really upset that the cutting edge is not in this uh, as well. That fantastic figure skating movie uh, that he's you know he's got the poster for it in his basement too, right beside the Randall Cunningham thing. So uh, that's right. We do it this way without him. All right, and uh, what do you think? Space Jam for Manny as well, or maybe some Air Bud. Oh, Air Bud would be a good one for him. I think he, I think I think Manny secretly likes the Air Bud. <laughs> I, I think that's right up there. That's not in our bracket either. We got the Space Jams. We actually got the Space Jams facing off in this bracket. Not to, to nice. preview it. So we're going we're gonna to end that conversation <laughs> right here and now. <laughs> Even over all-time movies, we're getting, we're getting wound up here. Yeah, that's right. So uh, tune in next week as well so we can get Manny's takes on these movies as well. And we'll get yours too. So uh, let's do this. Right, sounds good. So again, the the bracket that we've got here, we'll just read off the matchup that we've got here, and then uh, we'll both chime in and, and we'll keep going. So the first one, we'll do the hockey bracket first. The first one we've got Slapshot versus the Indian Horse. Ooh. Okay, I'm going Slapshot on that. It's it's that's a pretty obvious one for me for sure. We're losing. Teamwork, guys. More teamwork. They're burying us alive. Eddie Shore. Oh, piss on Eddie Shore. Old time hockey. Piss on old time hockey. You're ruining it. Um, I I don't I don't even think I've seen an Indian horse to be honest with you. So that's that's going to be a pretty obvious one. Uh, the next one is Goon and the Rocket. Ooh. The Rocket Richard movie, yeah, good movie though. Yeah, was that? I think that was was that done by CBC. Yeah, it was. was. Yeah, that was excellent. I love that. That's that's getting my vote right there. Yeah, and I went with Goon. Oh, (laughs) a little little upset right out of the gate. What number you want to wear? Sixty-nine. Take the number sixty-nine. It's hilarious. Is that number taken? It's for. For what it is, it's, it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't bank a lot of money on Goon making it too far in the bracket, but for now, they're they're all right. <laughs> Mystery Alaska versus Miracle is the next one that we have. Okay, I'm gonna go with Miracle. I think. Yeah, I did like that movie. I actually yeah. watched that movie not that long ago because, and I forget what it was that that uh, that hit me. Whether it was I was just reading something about Herb Brooks or or whatever, um, but I did watch that movie again, and that was good. That is a good movie. Um, a little bit uh, exaggerated for for movie's sake, but still 
pretty good picture for sure. One game. If we played them 10 times, they might win nine. But not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate with them. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. I only know Kurt Russell right now as the Christmas Chronicles uh, playing Santa because that's the most exposure I get from him uh, on a regular basis now. But uh, before he really, really caught his break, he was good in Miracle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's funny when you hit a certain age eh, in Hollywood, things just they take a turn on you. Oh my goodness. You know, poor poor Kurt Russell. You tell him in his heyday that he's going to do two movies as Santa Claus. I'm not sure he's going to believe it. And Goldie's in both of them. Goldie on is in both of them. <laughs> he's They're like, actually... if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're going to do this career-ending garbage together. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say one more time it's like the three of us yeah, that's right <laughs> Andy and I are out of radio we're not letting you stay in it any longer Rashad. We're, we're bringing you right down oh. oh the last one we got for the uh, for the hockey is um, Youngblood versus the Mighty Ducks Oh, wow! Yeah, <laughs> opposite uh, opposites in that in that one for sure. <laughs> I'm trying to remember uh, Young Blood. I know I watched it. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, uh, with Rob Lowe. And what oh, was her name? she was yeah. cute too. Yes. Um, it says Cynthia Gibb. Is that right? Oh, okay. And then Patrick Swayze was in that too. Patrick Swayze was in it. Yep. Yeah, it yeah, was a pretty good movie. Yeah, I like that movie actually. Yeah, I'm going to take that over Mighty Ducks. All right, and I'm going to take the Mighty Ducks just because <laughs> it's the Mighty Ducks band. They were right. they were so cool uh, <laughs> when uh, when that movie came out. I thought that movie was great. And just when you think they're about to break apart, ducks, ducks fly together. together. And when the wind blows hard and the sky is black, ducks fly together. And when the roosters are crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the pasture. Okay. Uh, the left so, le- was it right. the left wing lock? Was that, that the, was the, the flying the, the flying, oh, the flying V Rashad? Yeah. Okay. Yes. The flying V. The flying with V. Emilio. What am I thinking about? Yes. You're thinking of uh, of the New Jersey Devils from the mid nineties. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. All right, so those are the ones for the, the hockey ones. We'll keep going through as we get to the next ones. Um, but the next group for a basketball that we introduce is Hoosiers and Glory Road. Ooh, that's two really good movies right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There have been some great basketball movies. I got to go with Hoosiers. I remember that when I was young. Gene Hackman, so, so good in that movie. Dennis Hopper, unbelievable as the drunk dad. I'll give you. I'll give you a quick hint here. Hoosiers is going to last in this uh, in this bracket for a long time for me. Yeah, I a think long so. Time. It's a great one. Forget about the crowds, the size of the school, their fancy uniforms, and remember what got you here. Focus on the fundamentals that we've gone over time and time again, and most important. Don't get caught up thinking about winning or losing this game. 
If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Uh, Space Jam Michael Jordan or Space Jam LeBron James? Ooh, wow. I've only seen a little bit of Space Jam with LeBron James. But I love the Michael Jordan one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Michael Jordan version. Yeah, I I gave it to Space Jam too because I've seen it more. Again, my friggin' kids, I've seen <laughs> that one more than the first Space Jam, and it's not very good. But it keeps the kids entertained for ninety minutes, so it gets my vote just for that. <laughs> it might be your favorite movie of all time. <laughs> you never know; it could be the last one standing. Thanks for entertaining my kids, LeBron. <laughs> Uh, we've got Like Mike and Teen Wolf in the next bracket. <laughs> Teen Wolf. I did not think of that as a sports movie. Uh, hey, he hits the big shot at the end, doesn't he? <laughs> We're stretching. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm going to go Teen Wolf then. Yeah, I don't think either of those movies are any good. But <laughs> I mean, I like Lil Bow Wow, but... Uh... Here we go. And lastly, White Men Can't Jump and Coach Carter. Oh. See, I, this is funny. One of the first dates I ever went on in my life was White Men Can't Jump, if you can believe isn't, it. Isn't that funny? I've got yeah. a great White Men Can't Jump story, too. It wasn't me. It was my old co-host, uh, Craig, uh, who I co-hosted the morning show with on The, on the Rock. Um, he used to, his wife used to work late. I want to say it was Friday nights. So him and his sons uh, started doing movie nights. So they'd get pizza, popcorn, the whole thing, and they'd watch a movie. So he rented White Men Can't Jump uh, to as the family movie to watch with his kids, not knowing anything about it because it, I think, had just come out. And he said, we got about eight minutes into it, and then Rosie Perez shows up and starts swearing her. <laughs> So we realized that uh, this had to be changed right away. Uh, So uh, for the longest time, he hadn't told his wife that that event actually even happened uh, until one of the boys let it slip that they, the last movie they had watched, they only watched like 10 minutes of it. Oh, what movie was that? Um, Oops. (laughs) Yeah, I remember it because it was my first date ever. And then um, unexpectedly, Rosie Perez's boob made an appearance as I yep. was trying to clumsily hold my new girlfriend's hand, and it was so awkward. Oh yeah, that's oh that's <laughs> funny. It's like I'm just gonna pretend I didn't see that. Is that what I'm doing? I don't know. Oh, so. that's great. <laughs> so white I, bed can't jump. Not for not great for kids or first dates. That's right. I don't recommend it for either one. Good to um, know. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch pick Coach Carter though because I thought that was a great movie. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Sir, I just want to say thank you. You saved my life. Coach Carter was an awesome movie. I'm going with that one for sure. Yeah. So, uh, baseball section now, as we move it right along, the first bracket we've got here is Moneyball and the Sandlot. Oh, see, I've never seen Moneyball, but I liked the Sandlot when I was younger. You haven't seen Moneyball? No, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Even my wife keeps telling me, you've got to watch Moneyball, you're going to love it, and then I've never watched it yet. 
It's so good. It's like, I've read the book a couple times, and when they said they were going to make a movie out of it, I said, how the hell are they going to make a movie about this? And then they got Brad Pitt, and I'm like, what, what is this movie going to even turn out to be? It's so good. It's such a great movie. Uh, but easy, easy win for me there. <laughs> and so the actual book is about stats and like sort of analytics, right? It's super that... stats heavy. It's super analytics. It, it really breaks everything down. Um, and then the movie itself does enough of it, but it really tells more of the Billy Bean story right. than anything. So, right. no, okay. it was, I was extremely, extremely impressed, uh, with the movie when it came out because having read the book. Um, it's real. You gotta watch it, Rashad. It's it's really good, really good. Yeah, I'll make I'll make a point of it before next week's show. I'll make a point yeah. of watching it. So I'm gonna take the Sandlot in that one. No, no. <laughs> I'll take my ball. Uh, the the Natural and Major League. Ooh, wow, that's a tough one. I really like the natural Robert Redford. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked the natural when I was younger. I remember um, my parents rented it on beta. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we watched it twice because we liked it so much. Uh-huh. I think the scene at the end where he hits the lights and the, yeah, the sparks rain down. It's great. Um, yeah. But I love major league. And I think for me, um, it's Bob Euchre that makes that movie. He's so yeah. funny in that movie. Vaughn, a juvenile delinquent in the off season in his major league debut. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. Yeah, I'm going to go Major League with that one, too. Yeah, me too. Wow, we agree on a lot of these. We're doing all right. See what happens when the guy that causes trouble in here, everybody gets along. It's a good show. That's right, Unity. (laughs) Field of Dreams and a League of Their Own is the next one. Oh, I'm going to go Field of Dreams. I really like A League of Their Own, but you can't go. You can't vote against Field of Dreams. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us all that once was good and it could be again oh people will come Ray people will most definitely come Field of Dreams all the way and then Pride of the Yankees and Bull Durham oh wow that's a good uh, good pairing too I'm going to go with Bull Durham yeah for sure Susan Sarandon is so good in that movie these are the ground rules I hook up with one guy a season. Usually takes me a couple weeks to pick the guy. It's kind of my own spring training. And, well, you two are the most promising prospects of the season so far. So I just thought we should kind of get to know each other. Brilliant. Brilliant. They all are. They all are. It's great. All right, and the last quadrant we got here is for football. So the first one for football is any given Sunday and draft day. Ooh. Wow, that's a good uh, good fight, too. There's a lot of good football movies. When you go through, there's a lot of good football movies. It's funny, because football is probably my, out of the big sports, is probably the one that I enjoy the least, and yet mm-hmm. it's got the best movies consistently, I think. Yeah, yeah, there's really good ones. This one's tough for me, too. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Draft Day, because I I, I like that that the trading and all that stuff. I think right. that's great, but uh, I got no problems. If you want to go any given Sunday, that's a great movie. Either we heal 
now, as a team, or we will die as individuals, as football guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? There, there were some great football scenes in that movie, too. There was. There was, absolutely. Jamie Foxx running out there and throwing up in his helmet. Brilliant. You can't get <laughs> yeah. that anywhere else. <laughs> Invincible and Rudy is the next one. Oh, I've seen both. Invincible, was that a, um, what's his name? That's the, the Mark Wahlberg uh, movie when he's the when he tries out for the Eagles. Oh, right. Vince okay, Papali. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Rudy. I think Rudy is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, i got to tell you, it's just occurred to me what the student body has been chanting for the last two or three minutes. It's the name Rudy. Yeah, Rudy's right there for sure. Remember the Titans and Friday Night Lights? See, I love the TV show for Friday Night Lights, and I really like the movie too. I'm going to go Friday Night Lights, but very, very close for me. Yeah, and I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go Remember the Titans in that one. All right. Now, I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. And then We Are Marshall and Varsity Blues. I'm going to go We Are Marshall. Okay, okay, very good. So am I. I like that one too. It's the right thing to do, sir. Son, we do not have a team. We do not have a staff. We don't even have a damn athletic director. May he rest in peace. Frankly, son, I... I wouldn't know where to begin. But you can start with a coach, sir. Nice. All right. We're, we're, we're in good shape here. Round number two, we've got it narrowed down a little bit here. Rashad, uh, we'll go through um, your round two, and then I'll do mine. So you've got Slapshot versus the Rocket. Okay, I'm going to go... Oh, wow. See, people are going to hate me if I go against Slapshot. Uh, yeah, I'll go Slapshot. Okay. Slapshot's entertaining. It is for sure. Miracle versus Youngblood. Um, I'm going to go Miracle. Okay. Hoosiers and uh, Space Jam. <laughs> right, right along the same line of each other here. That's right. Uh, Hoosiers. <laughs> All right. Uh, Teen Wolf and Coach Carter. Uh, Coach Carter. Excellent. The Sandlot and Major League. That's a tough one. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to go Major League, I think. All right. Field of Dreams and Bull Durham. Ooh. That's the toughest one of the second round for me, too. That's, wow. That's terrible. <laughs> one of this that one of them has to go is a travesty. Wow. That's like when a, a one plays too early on. No kidding. Wow. Hooey. I'm gonna oh boy, I'm gonna go, I guess, Field of Dreams. Alright. Alright. Wow, that's uh, tough. Any given Sunday and Rudy. Uh, I'm going to go Rudy. Okay. And Friday Night Lights and We Are Marshall. Friday Night Lights. All right. I'm going Slapshot over Goon, The Mighty Ducks over Miracle, Hoosiers over Space Jam 2, 
Coach Carter over Teen Wolf. I got Moneyball over Major League. Field of Dreams over Bulba Durham 2. That hurt my heart. Rudy <laughs> over Draft Day. And Remember the Titans over We Are Marshall. Right. So we're into the, is this the Elite Eight? Yes. This is the Elite Eight. All right. Slapshot versus Miracle. Uh, I think I'm going to go Miracle here. All right. Nobody's going to hate you for that. <laughs> well, somebody will. Uh, Hoosiers and Coach Carter. Hoosiers. Okay. Major League or Field of Dreams? Ooh. I'm going to have to go Field of Dreams. Rude, uh, what is the, what the hell did I write here? Rudy and Friday Night Lights. Mm, I'm going to go Rudy. All right. We have almost the same final four in our bracket. I took the Mighty Ducks over Slapshot, and I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm telling you, there that was a great, I'm only counting the first one because it got a little ridiculous after that. Yeah, yeah after they got man. up to number 17, and it was Emilio Estevez's third cousin who was acting in it. Yeah, those were great movies. Uh, I'll take Hoosiers over Coach Carter. I'll take Field of Dreams over Moneyball. And I got Rudy over Remember the Titans. Wow. Yeah, so we are right right in sync here, Rashad. All right, final four. You've got Miracle against Hoosiers. Ooh, I'm going to go Hoosiers. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, Field of Dreams against Rudy. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to take Rudy. I'm going oh, Rudy. Oh, you did it. You really did it. <laughs> I got Hoosiers over the Mighty Ducks to end that uh, ridiculousness. And I'm going to take Field of Dreams over Rudy. All right. So, here we go. With you, the final matchup in the bracket for you. You've got Hoosiers versus Rudy for the best sports movie of all time. Wow. The CFL guy has got a college football and a college basketball movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to pick Rudy, I think. Rudy's All right. one of my favorite movies ever. All right. Well, there, that's what a what a movie. You know, Joe Montana is a – I only say Joe Montana is a jerk because of that one radio interview that he did because he was there, like at school when Rudy was was there. And he went on some talk show on on the radio and was talking about how much that movie was made up and how, you know, the a bunch of – like. Nearly all of the good stuff didn't even happen. So screw Joe Montana, but that's a great movie. Yeah. Hoosiers and Field of Dreams is where I end. And for me, if you were going to beat out, uh, there's one movie in here that beat out Bull Durham and Moneyball. Right. They're not losing. Field of <laughs> Dreams is is a, a train without tracks. Field of <laughs> Dreams, for me, is the best sports movie of all time. Nice. Very good. I can't argue with you on that. Like that's a that's a very good debate to have. I think I can't. Yep, for sure. So again, you guys uh, join us as well. We're going to go on to Twitter. We're going to try to do this poll thing, and uh, and we'll see. So you guys can vote all week. We'll narrow down based on who picks what. Uh, Tiebreakers are going to be picked by by whoever. Uh, Maybe Bruno (laughs) that's deciding which one between the two. We might do like the dog uh, the dog Super Bowl picks. Like uh, is it is it Fallon that does that when he yeah uh, yeah. when he's the dog race. So it it may be Bruno that decides those, but keep uh, an eye out for that all week long. And then next week we'll get Manny's bracket, and we will do the uh, the the listener bracket as well. 
All right, so now that we've done that, let's squeeze in some rapid fire. Are you ready? Since Manny isn't here, this shouldn't go completely off the rails. Uh, Phil in Sarnia wants to know what we thought of John Tortorella's comments that Trevor Seagrass was bad for the game. It's tremendously skilled. Uh, for Sonny Milano, even to yell Michigan in the middle of a play uh, in a game is, is skill. That's a skilled play. My, my position, though, is, is it good for the game? Like, I hear Ray saying all the kids are doing it now, okay, in practice and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not so sure. Uh, and, again, I don't – I'm not trying to be a fool here, but I, I'm just not so sure it's great for the game. If you did that back in the 2000, late 90s, 2000, you get your head taken off. Uh, it, it's it, – it's cool, you know, it's cool to watch and all that, but I'm not so sure it's good for the game. And, and I stand by that. The guy stood up for John Tortorella when he talked about the Connor McDavid and how he has to change his game in the playoffs. I believe that wholeheartedly as well. This is just pure lunacy. Yeah, you're an analyst on ESPN now. You're not even in the game right now. And you're going to have a chat with someone about their conduct? Really? especially on that play. Like, that was one of the coolest things that anyone that's watched hockey has ever seen. It's the play of the year. And, well, guys, we shouldn't be doing that. Uh, that's that's not the real that's not the real way of hockey. He sounds so out of touch right it remind, there. Yeah, it reminds me of Don <laughs> Cherry. Remember, was it uh, Brendan Morrison yeah. in Michigan when he... Uh, he made yep. that great play that no one had ever done before. And Don Cherry was just livid about it and calling him a showboat and same mm-hmm. thing, bad for the game. And when you say things like that, you end up looking really, really dumb not long after. Yeah, like here, that's about as out of touch. And especially for ESPN, who, again, we've mentioned a bunch of times on the show, the brand new to this, trying to get listeners or, or trying to get viewers, trying to pep it up. I mean, that's going to be in their show intro highlights for probably the next five years. And there's yeah. one guy sitting at the end of the row that says, that's not good for the game. That guy sounds like he's completely out of touch. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And elsewhere, Canada decided to keep Vancouver native Connor Bedard for their world junior team, making him only the sixth, 16th-year-old to ever make the team behind Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Jason Spezza, Eric Lindros, and Wayne Gretzky. What are reasonable expectations for him, do you think, at this tournament? That's a good question because, you know, the the way that Dave Cameron has assembled this team, this is not, uh, I mean, they've got offensive players for sure, but this is not an offensive juggernaut type team like we've seen where they're going to have four lines of just rolling scoring. I don't think you're bringing Connor Bedard if you think he's going to be a a defensive center or he's going to play kind of a, a shutdown physical type role. I think you're counting on him to score. So it may be unfair expectations, and I can't wait for the first person that says that Connor Bedard's going to look overmatched because somebody's going to say it. But yeah. I, I think he's got to be there, and he's got to contribute, and he's got to score. Yeah, I agree. I think um, if you're bringing him there, like you said, you're not. He's not the kind of guy who's going to play defense. They are going to want him to contribute for sure. Yeah, um, hopefully this goes off because Lord knows if the uh, NHL is going to get to play in the Olympics. So uh, at least we've got the World Juniors, and hopefully that's going to uh, not have any issues. Yeah, true. Do you think he has a chance at uh, putting in a few goals, or do you think he struggles on such a big stage? with? Uh... Uh, I, I think he is going to contribute mightily 
in the round robin, and I think he's going to be a little bit quieter in the metal rounds, but I don't think he's going to luck out of place. He's unbelievable. He's yeah. a, a heck of a hockey player. True. And there are reports from The Athletic that uh, the Montreal Canadiens' search for a new GM uh, contains at least three women on the team's extensive list of candidates. Christy and Regina wants to know which sport we think will be next in hiring a female GM. Yeah, because there's a female GM in Major League Baseball uh, with the Florida Marlins. Um, The next sport for me, I think, is going to be the NBA. I think the NBA is going to have the first female head coach, and I don't think that's that far in the future, really. Um, like Becky Hammond has been an assistant coach with Pop in in San uh, San Antonio for a long time. There's a few other female coaches that are that are in the league as well. I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be a female head coach in the NBA in the next, honestly, three years. And and I think the GM thing is is only a matter of time as well. Yeah, I agree with you. I think back in the 70s, the NBA had a real reputation for being kind of a an old boys club and being very traditional. And I think in the 80s and 90s, they've really managed to modernize and a lot of their players have brought them to the forefront of a lot of social issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I could definitely see the NBA being, well, I mean, how many other leagues have uh, created a women's league? No, right? for, and, and a sustainable one at that. I mean, the WNBA has been going on for a long time, whether you know it or not, or pay attention to it or not. It's been a long time that that league has been operating. Mm-hmm. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. I still think hockey is is an all-boys club, and we kind of see that with Bruce Boudreaux showing up, even though the Vancouver Canucks are, are undefeated and, and uh, red, running towards Stanley Cup greatness with, <laughs> with Bruce Boudreaux. But, and, and football, I, I think football would be the last, to be honest I agree. with you. So um, basketball, for me, sounds like an easy one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, more listener feedback, which we love. Glennon Windsor says, I listen because I can't believe iTunes actually lets something so bad to be regularly posted on their site. Oh, come on now, Glenn. <laughs> come on. He's the one that's given us the three stars. We don't need this. We don't, we don't need this. <laughs> and uh, he says he's always wanted to ask which NFL team in the playoff picture right now won't make the playoffs when the time comes. Ah, the NFL is is interesting at this point because there are no good teams in the NFL, and we've covered this before. Yep. Right now, there's five teams that are seven and six in the AFC, and five teams that are six and seven in the NFC. So, what team is in right now that won't be? I'm going to say Washington in the NFC uh, because I think the New Orleans Saints of the teams that are in that six and seven bubble. I'm going to take the Saints to steal a wild card spot. They play in Tampa this week, which is obviously going to be difficult against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. But then they're home to Miami, they're home to Carolina, and they're in Atlanta. That's a pretty light schedule for them. I know they're not great to begin with, and I'm not saying they're going to win three games, but you win three games there, you become nine and eight. Uh, that's probably going to get you in. But it is it is really, really tight in the middle of the AFC and the NFC this year. Yeah, it's funny. I'm just looking at the standings, and I don't recall this where so many teams are right in the middle, like right in that little... Yeah, and then, you know, like Green Bay's, Green Bay's good, but they've got an ugly loss on their, on their lap. Arizona's got an ugly loss. The Rams have an ugly loss, and they just beat Arizona in, in a pretty thrilling game this week as well. Uh, the AFC Buffalo, who was supposed to run through the AFC, has really struggled this year. Kansas City's really started to turn it around. 
I'm pretty excited about the Indianapolis Colts and the run that they've been on the last little bit, but uh, they do have a very tough schedule uh, coming up, including going to Arizona and then playing against New England, who's the best team in the AFC right now. So they're going to have a, a tough road in there for sure. But yeah, there is nobody in the NFL that stands out for me right now uh, that's worth watching. And we've got five teams in each conference that's just sitting right in the middle of things. So maybe in a couple weeks, these playoff games are, or these regular season games are going to have much more playoff implications to it. But right now, I, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of congestion in those spots. Yeah, I've always said that I like parity, but I think I'm finding out this year I really don't. It's it's good to have some dominant teams and a couple of weaker teams. Yeah, and I say that too in a, in a sense that like I don't, I don't mind the parity either, and and I like that you know anybody can beat anybody and and all this stuff. I mean, you look at the Ravens who are eight and five; they're sitting in the fourth spot in the AFC. Lamar Jackson's hurt, so that could cost them a playoff spot as well because they're sitting, as I said, eight and five. Cleveland seven and six. Cincinnati seven and six. Cincinnati plays Baltimore and Cleveland before the regular season's over so they very well could win this division and right now they're outside the playoffs so yeah there's there's not a lot of really good teams the playoffs will be interesting because they'll be hard to predict but there's nobody that stands out for me right now yeah I'm looking at the AFC (laughs) North and I'm thinking when's the last time you saw a team at the top that's lost two in a row (laughs) yeah yeah, that's a tough division. That's always a tough division. And even still, you know, the the, the rest of these teams that uh, are coming in, the Titans are 9-4, first in the AFC South. They've got a couple of ugly wins, and they don't have um, uh, Derrick Henry. So uh, it's going to be a toss-up for sure. And Manny called this a long time ago, but we've got a question from Joe in Jacksonville, Florida, who asks, is there any chance Urban Meyer is the head coach of the Jaguars at the start of next season? Oh my God. Manny called this a long time ago. He was calling for his head after Urban Meyer was getting pictures taken of him in a bar in Ohio and didn't travel with his team. But this guy has completely lost his organization. He has lost that entire franchise in not even a full season in 14 weeks. There's no way, there's no conscionable way that he is back next year. Yeah, I agree. They must hate him in that locker room. Like, they they have to. I, I think they really do. And, and you know, it's so interesting of the, you know, you and you look at Pete Carroll, who uh, has made this transformation a couple of times, went to the NFL, went back to college, went to the NFL, and is stuck and has been really good. I mean, Urban Meyer, depending on what list you look at, is one of the more celebrated college football coaches in, in football history with, with what he did with the Gators and what he did in Ohio State make the move to the NFL after that long to finally find something that entices him to go to this next level and to have this whole thing blow up in his face as quickly as it has really is fascinating. So we had that question from Jacksonville and I was looking at some of the analytics that I got the other night online for our podcast. Did you know we have a listener in Denmark? Really? There's one guy in Denmark who apparently loves our podcast. <laughs> has listened to almost every episode. We got a guy in Denmark. Yep. Do we know anybody in Denmark? <laughs> I don't think so. Is there anybody who played in the OHL who's now playing in Denmark? <laughs> like, we had Dale Mitchell on uh, earlier who played for the Windsor Spitfires and won two Memorial Cups. He's now the head coach of the Leamington Flyers and, and doing an outstanding job with, with that team. Um 
<laughs> but he's here. Yeah. <laughs> he played in Denmark. Yeah. But he's here. Uh, no. And they're listening to every episode. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So if you're it's... listening in Denmark, drop us a line because we want to know who you are. We want to, <laughs> we want to talk to you. Yeah, man. We want to, we, you're on the show. Like uh, <laughs> this, this is now a four person show. <laughs> you've, you've got the spot right here. You can be our, you can be our Andy Richter. <laughs> That's that's pretty cool. That's very yeah. cool. Well, thanks for listening. And now it's time for our favorite feature of the show, Pump It or Dump It. Last week, we got a lot of positive reviews for the Arkells, who were awesome at the halftime show with the Grey Cup. So today, we're going to go with more Elton John and more Christmas music. It's his duet alongside Ed Sheeran called Merry Christmas. That's in the kitchen while I was So what do you think? Pump it or dump it? Uh, I, I I can't speak poorly of Sir Elton John, but he <laughs> it's it's about time to wrap it up. I think <laughs> it's it's about time. he you know the the Dua Lipa song we already did that one. It's not good. There was the other song that he's been in where I'm not even sure he was in it. I think they just dubbed his his old songs into it. It's not it's not it's not a good song. See, and you know what I thought? I listened to it. I heard it on the radio the other day for the first time. And I thought this might become a Christmas classic, just like uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Really? Okay. Yeah, like, that's, I that's think interesting. This will, I think we'll be hearing this song years from now. I've always thought it fascinating. With, and, and I know you love watching the um, uh, the the Billboard 100 and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, like the Christmas songs always come back. They always show up. But really, like, like all I want for Christmas, Mariah Carey was released in 1994. There hasn't been another like individual, like a new Christmas song that's really caught on since that one. Is there? No, I can't think of one. No, everyone puts out a Christmas album every year because they know like Michael Bublé has got like six of them. Or oh whatever. yeah, for sure. Michael Bublé <laughs> only works 30 days a year. He's, <laughs> just does Christmas album and goes in and puts that away and then goes home and sees his family and <laughs> he does the opposite of Santa. He really only works one day a year, records all these Christmas songs and then goes home. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I guess that's what they say in the music industry that uh, they now say if you want to make money actually selling physical copies, put out a Christmas album because everybody throws it in the stocking for uh, whoever the big fan is on their list. And so okay. you see all these people doing Christmas albums, but yet there's never been a single song, like you said, that has just caught on. No, I thought it was fascinating. I saw the list of, and I'd have to find it here, and, and I'm sure I can in the uh, uh, in the next couple of seconds here, but the. Um, songs like the top christmas songs of 2021 it's really interesting that it's nothing new <laughs> like right. that's that's the best part of it of, of all the songs that we've got here like you're looking at the 25 most popular christmas songs from 2021 some of the years that are on this it's like 1948 45, 62, 51, 34, 58, 49, 58, 34, 44, 84 with The Last Christmas, the 1994, oh, yeah. which is All I Want for Christmas is You, 
and then 62, 41, 47. Like, there's nothing new wow. other than that Mariah Carey song. Wow, two two songs in the last 40 years. Really? It, it, <laughs> that's how it's right. I mean, again, Taylor Swift has got all kinds of remakes of all her songs, and everybody kind of redoes some of these songs. Yeah. But when you're looking at, like, the originals, like, there's more songs in that list from the 30s than there is <laughs> from, from the 80s and onward. Wow, that's crazy. So I'm wow. going to dump this one. Uh, I'm, I'm good with this one. No thanks. All right, so I'm going to say pump it for me. All right. All right, so that puts uh, an end to another rapid fire debate. Yeah, thanks again for joining us uh, for this. Join us for the debate. Again, what's the best sports movie of all time? You can post it on our our, our social media, on for future considerations on Facebook, Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. But keep an eye out on Twitter. We are going to do our own poll from there uh, and determine the listener bracket as we go. And then Manny will be back next week. We'll get his bracket and find out what really is the greatest sports movie of all time. And you can also email us your questions in the meantime and topic suggestions at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode, London Awnings, Quality That Shows, and Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sports training and nutrition. So have you seen him yet, or is he going to become... Shane is gone. He's back up at the North Pole. (laughs) He's, He's gone. (laughs) <laughs> he might be the guy that's uh, in the picture with Manny with the mask over his head in the newspaper. <laughs> he, might, he might have finally just had enough. <laughs> or maybe he shows up uh, coming down your chimney on Christmas Eve. You <laughs> There's a ho-ho-ho joke in there, but I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> All right, if anyone sees Shane, <laughs> let <laughs> if, us know. <laughs> if, if, a well, if a well-built young man drops through your chimney, send us an email. <laughs> he's, yes. We're soon going to have to put up the, the missing posters around the city. <laughs> yeah, don't call 911. Just send us an email. Yeah, let us know. We'll take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you. Make sure you uh, take part in our bracket, and thanks for listening again, and we will talk to you next week on Four Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.